Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois. And this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Lawyer, your host. In the civil calendar, it is Father's Day. Of course, it's not a liturgical day in the liturgical calendar of the Eastern Churches, but in the civil sphere, it's Father's Day. And I am called Father, not because I have biological children. I am a celibate priest, but there are, of course, married priests in the Eastern Churches. But I have spiritual children. That's one of the reasons why a priest, whether he's married to an actual woman sacramentally or a celibate, is still called Father because it's about spiritual fatherhood. So I have spiritual children. And spiritual children, of course, represent, especially if we're talking about age-wise young people, they represent what we hope is a good future for the Eastern Catholic churches in America. And it's always a question in our minds, because we're very, very small. Many Eastern churches, admittedly, have, many Eastern Catholic churches, admittedly, have age groups that are a bit on the older side. Some Eastern churches, sorry to say, but admittedly, don't even have young people. Some do, though. So overall, there's a question of our future. And of course, our future means young people. And that's especially important to me as a spiritual father. So I have some of my spiritual children here with me that represent a future for our church, certainly for my parish of Annunciation. We welcome today to Light of the East two of my Byzantines, spelled B-Y-Z-A-N-T-E-E-N. A little play on the word Byzantine. <laughs> Byzantines. I have two of them here, two young men. We welcome to Light of the East, Jeremiah Senko and Eric Kennis. Glory to Jesus Christ, guys. Glory to him forever, Father. Well, welcome to your own program. <laughs> this program that comes out of your own parish, which is supported largely by your parish, but we have people from all over the world that listen to us and send us wonderful letters, especially we get letters which we're really touched by, by people in the prisons. So a lot of people out there in the serving time who do listen in to us, I want to say hello to all of them. As I mentioned, all of you who write to me, especially from prison, I can't always respond back to you, but uh, please do know we appreciate your letters. We pray for you. We think of you. 
and thank you for listening. So, Jeremiah and Eric, first of all, you're Byzantine Catholics all your life, right? Yeah, yes. I know that because I baptized you. <laughs> Imagine, I always think to myself, here you are, two strapping guys, two strapping young guys, and I actually had you in my hands as a little baby, and I put you in the waters of baptism. <laughs> wow. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> yeah, I am. That's privileged, actually. So that's one of the reasons why I'm called father, spiritual father. So speaking of being baptized and being small, what are some of your earliest, earliest memories of your experience of the Byzantine church? One of my earliest memories is um, I was probably around seven or eight years old, starting to be altar server. At that age, you don't really know what it's all about. You're really like, you're tired. You're like, why am I here? You know, but mm-hmm. like, as you get older, you realize what this church teaches you. And I just wish I was young again, just to realize mm. how um, lucky I was to be a part of it. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. Cause looking back at my altar serving career, um, now that I'm slowly continuing on the path, I definitely wish I knew what this church was about and uh, we were trying to teach to, uh, the young kids and the young future that we hope, uh, we are. Um, but I would have to say my earliest memory was good Friday night. It was a uh, really stormy and we couldn't persist outside. Um, so I think this is the only time we've processed inside. So I'm like tiny little kid. And, uh, I remember father Tom and all the altar servers and the deacons walk by and I just look up and I'm like, wow, they're really tall. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, I, I've always just admired, uh, the way that they carry themselves, um, as they process and the way that they carry themselves in, um, and the atmosphere that we, celebrate the liturgy and, and how we respect um, the sacraments and the Eucharist. And when you became an altar server, what was that like at first? And what is it like now? Because you both of you have been in service for several years now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. It's that at that age, you don't really know what it's about. You don't mm-hmm. really know what you're doing. So, I mean, now, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel if I went back and knew what I, what it was about, it'd be, I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we went on a mission trip uh, this past Saturday. And just watching back, um, I wasn't serving. I was singing. I was looking at the crowd and uh, realizing that not a lot of these people understand what the liturgy is about and how to really respect it. So I wish um, going back when I was little, I wish I could real have realized um, how much it meant to be an altar server and that that's the holiest place um, we could be. And uh, we're standing next to father Tom and the deacons and that we should have, I mean, it's, it's fun to giggle a little bit, but, um, like when you're, when you're that old, <laughs> that young, you can't really help it. But I wish we realized how, um, inspirational it would have been. Okay. Between the two of you, who makes the most smoke with the incense? Ooh, it's Ooh. always a challenge. <laughs> that definitely is. Um, you didn't think I knew that was going on, huh? <laughs> <laughs> father knows best. <laughs> Um, I would say Jeremiah because uh, <laughs> I haven't been there that often right now um, and I've lost my ways. I would say Jeremiah has figured it out by now. And in the Byzantine church, we use lots of incense, right? Yes. At yes. almost every service and several times during the service. Well, Deacon yeah. Tim doesn't like it, but. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, Father Tom, do you like a. Do you like our style of lifting the prayers? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's right. You've learned well. That's what the incense is about, <laughs> lifting our prayers. Our prayers rise like incense, as it says in the scriptures. Uh, yeah, I like a lot of incense. I don't like it overboard, but I like it. Sometimes we've had to actually like, cut through it to walk mm-hmm. through the church. <laughs> I can almost cut it with a knife. <laughs> but in serving uh, 
as a young boy, now you're growing up and be teenagers now, you have a sense then of what to pass on or a sense of uh, watching over, teaching the younger guys coming up. Because there's guys like you were now, little boys that are seven, eight years old that are serving now and they serve with you. Yes. I think because they're, like I said, they're really young. They don't understand why they're there. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I think years to come that Eric and I gave them a good start. Mm-hmm how to act mm-hmm. and i mean sometimes they don't act well yeah <laughs> but i think once they get older they'll they'll calm down they'll learn definitely the biggest thing is the the acting that goes on there and the respect that the altar deserves because i mean that is that it's the holiest place we take altar serving as nonchalant sometimes um but i would i would definitely hope to pass on to these younger kids that they're the future as well and that they need to um help continue to teach even the littler ones, what we've passed on to them. Just for the benefit, especially of any other young guys listening, I first want to want to pause here to make sure that everybody knows what type of guys you are. You're pretty much normal guys, right? Yeah. yeah. You like sports, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. What kind of sports? Football. And um, who do you like with football? Right. Let me Tom guess. Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. <laughs> there we go. Um. <laughs> so, so you can still be normal guys like sports, uh, what we consider normal guys, and yet you have appreciation for what is holy, right, for yeah. the church. And so the two can go together, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You play football on every trip we take. Yeah. <laughs> every, every liturgy. <laughs> yeah, you were just doing this past week, as you said. Yes. We were having a, we'll get back to the, talking about your efforts there at the mission in a, in a little while. But I want to also ask you that as you're getting older now and getting a more of appreciation of liturgy and serving, I noticed that maybe you start to look at other ways you can be involved in the church. Like, for instance, Eric, you're starting to learn cantering. Yes, right? that is correct. God has given you a nice, deep bass voice, mm. and you're using it, using God's gifts, which is good, especially using God's gift for the glory of the church. So what what is what is camping like in the Byzantine church, and what is your experience, and what is your interest in it? Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but the Prokistanon, something like that, Um, mm-hmm. it's the, the peasant chant, and my father kind of taught me about that. But as a cantor, you're not supposed to put on a solo, you're supposed to help lead the groups to help sing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not really nervous. I am a little bit, uh, but I know that I'm helping out the community and that I'm doing God's work. And do you consider it to be, um, you know, manly enough to sing? Yeah, I think so. I think um, sissy stuff or whatever. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think Jeremiah should definitely take it up. (laughs) I think so too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you're so far in learning the cantering, you've taken some private lessons from some cantors, and yeah. I think I've shown you a few things too. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of just continuing to practice it and, and cherish it and learn about it. You know, in the Eastern churches, of course, the cantor is very, very revered. You know, it's a very, very significant position. In fact, uh, cantoring actually, they used to be ordained. They were called uh, electors. It was actually an ordained office. Uh, I was ordained an elector. On, on the and it basically was on the way to priesthood, but it was one of the stages. But it doesn't have to be a stage to priesthood. It has its own dignity, its own charism in and of itself. It, the electors were ordained in the Eastern churches because they were ones that were considered to be qualified to lead the divine praises, as you mentioned, and to do the readings. And they were educated. Next to the priest, years ago, the cantor was the most knowledgeable person in the church. And that's why oftentimes they were also what we would call today the directors of religious education. In other words, they, they, were, they oversaw all the education because they knew the liturgy. And as you know, from a liturgy, we can see and learn what it is we believe. And so if we really understand the liturgical life of the church, we understand our faith. And so the cantors did. And that's why they were 
the supreme teachers other than the priest in the parishes, especially for, for many, many years. Now, of course, we have more people who are learning more and being involved and so on. But the cantor was very, and still is, a very revered ministry in the Eastern churches. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the future of the Eastern Catholic churches. By future, we mean our young people. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion, and to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. And then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. It's no secret that Father Loya and other speakers from the Tabor Life Institute are available to speak at your parish or group on marriage and family topics seen through the lens of St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. Other topics include Eastern Christian spirituality and the significance of art in the church. The Tabor Life Institute can arrange for marriage encounters, parish missions, and can help your parish facilitate teen faith formation in either English or Spanish. For Father Loya and other speakers, contact the Tabor Life Institute by writing to taborlife at earthlink.net. That's Tabor spelled T-A-B-O-R life at earthlink.net. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Did you know that God constructed women's arms differently than men's? I am Father Thomas Loya with a Theology of the Body moment for the Tabor Life Institute. The axis of a woman's outstretched arms angles inward at the elbow, whereas in men, the axis is straighter. This enables women to bring things to themselves easier than men. Everything about a woman's body, her mind, heart, and soul, is designed for connectedness and to bring the world close to her heart. The language of her body says that God is close, tender, and loving. But she also has what John Paul II called a genius. It is her gift of receptivity, stamped in the very design of her body. The Pope said that this makes woman the archetype of the human race because God designed the human race simply to receive his love. To find out more about the theology of the body, visit TaborLife.org. TaborLife.org. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loyer, your host. We're talking with two Byzantines, two young men from our Annunciation Parish, which are witnesses or testimonies to the fact that I am father, spiritual father, why I'm <laughs> called father, and also to what we hope is a bright future for our parish and for the Eastern churches, which is sometimes often a question because we need more young people, but we have a couple of them here today. They are, of course, once again, Jeremiah Senko and Eric Kennis from Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois. Before we, get any, before we go any further, we're going to talk about something that you do get involved in among the many things that you are involved in at the parish and something that's coming up that our listeners should know about and should put on their calendar, and that is our annual Prairie Fest, right? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a huge event. It's a three-day event. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, I would say, is my favorite day. Sunday, we have the traditional polka dances, all the ethnic food there. And it's a great time to come out to the church and really learn what it means to be a Byzantine Catholic. Polka, 
It's not my favorite. I like Friday night. It's more, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? We got some good bands. We can actually get a lot of people. We we work during the fest, mm-hmm. but we still enjoy it. There's, Love I mean, good food. Oh, yes. great food. <laughs> Delicious. And uh, as his Father Tom has always said, doesn't matter the size. We've put on some amazing efforts in this Prairie Fest. And definitely sometimes the smaller, the mightier. And I definitely think that's the case with the Prairie Fest in our parish. Very good. You've learned well. Of course, we... Open a door to everybody. I'd like to see a big crowd, which you normally have. But like you said, Eric, it's not so much in numbers. So, you know, our Lord didn't say, count my sheep. He said, feed my sheep. And so we feed them good food, as you said. Uh-huh. We also feed them on who we are, just like this radio program is doing. We have tours of the church. We explain our liturgy, our icons. And we have tours of the prairie, our award-winning sustainable environment, water management master plan. In other words, our restored prairie here on our 10-acre property. And that's one of the reasons we call it Prairie Fest. So it's like a big open house in which you can learn about the Eastern churches, learn about a living parish, meet these young men and some of our other young people, and enjoy a lot of fun, nonstop music, right? Bands from right. Friday night till Saturday evening. Right? Jeremiah is a Sunday, great dancer, by the way. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, so Prairie Fest. Now that's going to be the second weekend in August. That'll be Friday to Sunday, August 10th to the 12th. Prairie Fest. To find out more about that, go to our website, byzantinecatholic.com, and just look for Prairie Fest, byzantinecatholic.com. In addition to Prairie Fest, in addition to serving, you're also involved with the Byzantines. In other words, you are teenagers, and you've been involved with that for a little while now. And tell us something, your, tell us about your experience with the Byzantines. What do we do? What do you like about it? I like that every event we go to, we meet new people. Mm. They come from other churches like because they don't have it like we do we we have a lot of teens we have a lot of like little kids but some churches don't have a lot of people Mm -hmm. and it's it's different to see how different they do their group than we do Mm -hmm. i like that well we're definitely very fortunate here in homer Glen. we have the largest teen group in the entire eparchy of parma and uh, we've gone to the rally a few years now um jeremiah and i and uh we've really learned what it means to be a byzantine and how it's not just for yourself, it's for everyone else. Father mentioned we went on this mission trip this past Saturday, and uh, we met some very cool people, helped uh, possibly grow church there. And it's really all about the experience. Uh, the more people that show up, generally, the more fun it is. And it's really just a blast. We get together and just enjoy our time. Now, the Byzantine rally they're talking about is a rally that happens every other year. It brings together all the Byzantines from all of our parishes, from coast to coast, and it moves around. It's hosted by a different eparchy each year. So this coming year, it's going to be hosted in Pittsburgh. In fact, it's going to be hosted, Jeremiah. Guess what? It's going to be hosted where the Pittsburgh Steelers work out. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) So stay stay tuned for that information. That'll be uh, next summer. And we're preparing for that by working at a yard sale, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, you guys are just working at that. When I called you to the studio here at Lay of the East, you were actually helping out for the yard sale. And that yard sale, you helped to earn your own money to go to the teen rally every yeah. other yeah. year. Um, and we have some interesting things there, yeah, to say the least. Things, yeah. All right, tell me this now. As you, you, you described your experience here at church, but what is your experience as a Byzantine outside of this church? In other words, what do you encounter? Well, this year, I'm... I was a junior in high school, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a senior next year. But my junior year has been the most challenging I have in my faith. All year, I've been dealing with kids at school that um, were challenging my faith. They were uh, telling me evolution was the way. 
and the Big Bang. And I know none of that's true. And I had to defend my faith. Um, it's, it's been really challenging. And um, same on my science final. Uh, they were all about evolution. And he wanted me to cave in. I wouldn't. So, I mean, it's happening for a reason. Because nowadays, like, nobody is serious into their faith anymore. And letting this take over. So, just stand up for your faith. That's, that's what I always mm-hmm. do. Um, and I would say that case is actually kind of the opposite for me. Um, a few of my friends actually, I've shown them a few pictures of the church and they're astonished at the artwork that we've done and um, how wonderful our community is. But definitely going back on Jeremiah's point, um, today's society is a little haywire. We have all different types of genders now and that's really not what we've been taught through our life. Um, and it's definitely hard going through life seeing that, but Having a relationship with Christ and realizing that uh, what we do here every Sunday and throughout the week um, is really important and that we should keep it um, always in our heads. Um, even when we face the challenging times, we always should just go to Christ. If you were to describe or answer the question that is often asked, I'm sure you hear it all the time. We certainly hear it here. In fact, we do all kinds of things to help answer that question. If people ask you about your faith and they say, well, what is a Byzantine Catholic? How do you respond to that? A Byzantine Catholic is very interesting. Um, the liturgy services are longer than <laughs> Roman Catholic, um, and that's always something fun to enjoy. <laughs> but as Father Thomas talked about, it's the Eastern lung of the church. Um, and as he always talks about history, um, it also is very historical why we're Byzantine Catholic, but it's also very important about the, the mystical and the spiritual rites and why we're Byzantine Catholic. We believe God is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but he's also one. And being a Byzantine Catholic is all about, I would say we go to them because we do believe in Christ and God, and we celebrate him and the body and blood of Christ through uh, wine and bread. and But the most important part is why we come here is because it's our foundation in our lives. Whenever we have a hard time, we always come here. Father also mentioned we grew up here, so that's a big part of it. But it's definitely a, a happy place for us, Jeremiah and myself. It's a safe place for us, and we feel welcomed here. Well, the one thing that I like, when you first enter the church, it's like a feeling you never felt before. Especially, especially this church. And like, I feel like everybody that goes to church, when you're in church, you act so good and everything. But outside of the church, the world just changes you. Right. So if we can just throw away what the outside world teaches us and just believe in God and mm-hmm. what he teaches us, we'll be way better off. Yes. All the killings, because we live in Illinois, cl- kind of close to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So they don't have God. Right. And... To love someone else and not to do that to somebody, you have to love God first. Mm-hmm. And do you think that as you eventually you'll grow up, leave the house, won't be too long from now, <laughs> when you go off to college or the, or the military, your careers, whatever, do you think you'll be able to remain strong yes. and witness? Definitely. Um, because of the Byzantines and what Father Tom has done here in Homer Glen, I would say Jeremiah and I feel very strongly that we can go out and have a have a conversation with someone who doesn't believe what we believe in and show them uh, what all is really the, the right way. If all else fails, you just give them an open field tackle, right? <laughs> it always works. Never fails. <laughs> well, and I have confidence in both of you that you will be great witnesses to the truth and you'll need to be strong because of what you're going to be facing in life, as I'm sure you know, at least to an extent. Only God knows what we'll be facing, but 
I have a lot of confidence in both of you. I'm very proud of you and all of our Byzantines here as I guess I'm a proud father on this Father's Day in the civil calendar. I want to thank both of you for being here, for taking time away from helping out at the church. You're helping out another way here by being on the program. I want to thank all of you for listening. Again, we were here with Jeremiah Senko and Eric Kennis, Byzantines from Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois. And I am Father Thomas Loyola on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit ByzantineCatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab and on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Light of the East. We encourage you to tell a friend about Light of the East and to visit ByzantineCatholic.com. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. With Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchak. More to Life is about living the Catholic difference in our marriages, our families, the way we approach life in general. It's about celebrating life and our Catholic faith and discovering all the ways God wants to bless us and help us be a blessing to others. More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchak. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Wilcook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh!